Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. We live in a constant state of tension between the uncertainty of this life and the certainty of death. Our mortality and our frailty over the past two years have been brought home in harrowing and profound ways. Six million people have died through a global health pandemic. Nearly one million in our country alone. It's hard to measure the weight of the grief for six million lives lost. Six million families and communities who have made that procession down Main Street to bury loved ones in graveyards and cemeteries. Our mortality has been brought close And just as things are starting to ease from the virus and the pandemic, just as we're starting to breathe more freely again, the world is confronted again with the threat of death from another type of enemy to human life. Violence and destructions at the hands of a power-hungry dictator with no regard for freedom or human rights. On this Ash Wednesday, May we stand in solidarity with the Ukrainian people whose foreheads, cities, streets, homes, businesses are marked with the ashes of war. My guess is when this woman received ashes on her forehead last year, she never imagined how different her life in Ukraine would be on this Ash Wednesday. Probably none of us could have imagined it either. The reality is we don't want to face or consider the possibility of war. And yet that's the truth of this world's story time and again. So here we are on Ash Wednesday. What does it hold for us but the stark reminder that we are all dust and to dust we shall return. These reminders of mortality and fragility of life marked by immense suffering, they're all around us all the time. And we don't want to look at them. We would rather retreat away in a comfortable, cozy cocoon and turn off the realities of the world. But when we do that, we find the realities within our own lives the places of pain and brokenness inside. You could fill the ocean twice over with the teardrops of the marginalized, the poor, the meek, the grieving, the widows, the orphans, those whose entire lives have known injustice and cruelty. We live in a tension 
between the uncertainty of this life and the certainty of death. And the truth is, we work really hard at denying, ignoring, forgetting, outrunning, or overcoming these twin realities, but they are always present to us. In the same way, the ashes with which we will be marked were already a part of and present in the branches we carried last year on Palm Sunday. What's that like for you? In what ways have those two realities, the uncertainty of the life you live and the certainty of death, made themselves known in your life this year? If you're anything like me, you are carrying inside immense grief and struggle and pain and uncertainty because you're human. Maybe the reminder of your mortality comes through more ordinary means, feelings of loneliness or depression or isolation, an aging body and the feelings of grief that come when you can no longer do what you used to do, to feel trapped inside of your own skin, a prisoner to your inability to live and function how you once used to. Or maybe it's the sudden illnesses or accidents that always find us and remind us how easily and quickly life can change. A severed relationship with a friend or a neighbor, a spouse, the grief of missing your beloved who's departed. You see, all of these things leave us wondering where, when, and who will will be next. And if you've ever sifted the ashes of your life, you've surely wondered where it had gone and where it's going. So what do we do with that? How do we live with the uncertainty of life and the certainty of death? As much as we might want to escape these two realities, we know we can't. Nothing we can do will change or prevent them. So what if just naming them, just being honest with ourselves about them, facing those realities, what if that's just the first step in taking back our lives? That's what this day, Ash Wednesday, is about. We mark ourselves with the ashes of mortality and human weakness. We remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. And while it's really easy for us to go home and smear them off or wash them away deep inside, we know the truth remains. Life is fragile. Life is precious. Life is fleeting. So it would be easy at this point, right, to toss up our hands and surrender to the uncertainty of life, to lay down before the certainty of death, to declare that nothing matters, that it's all in vain to grow bitter and jaded and cynical and closed off and for our hearts to become more and more calcified, hopeless. But that is not what this day is about. There is more to life than that. What if we are marked with ashes for the exact opposite reason. The ashes of this day 
do not mark us as a declaration that it's all vanity and nothing matters. Instead, the ashes proclaim that everything matters. The ashes also remind us of God's great promise. For if God can transform the cross of Christ's death, then God can and will and has promised to transform the ashen crosses that we wear. You see, there is nothing inconsequential to God. Everything matters. Every life, every person, every breath matters. Every word we speak, every action we take, every choice we make makes a difference and carries consequences. And we know this to be true. Every person in our life, in your life, every relationship, every moment matters. Nothing is wasted to God. We do not remember that we are dust and that life is short to sit in the midst of our despair. We remember that we are dust and life is short so that we can go on living with greater intention and greater purpose. Fueled by the promise of the resurrection that Christ has defeated death once and for all. What would it mean if we reframed it? If we looked at it a little bit differently? What if it's about remembering and reclaiming our true treasure that Jesus speaks about in Matthew chapter six? What if it's about retreasuring the things and people we've forgotten? taken for granted, ignored, devalued, set to the side. I know that's not how we usually think of Lent or even hear today's gospel. More often than not, we focus on what's wrong and how we've taken hold of the wrong treasures and how our hearts are in the wrong places. And believe me, this is true, isn't it? It's not just a dictator invading a country whose heart has gone awry. It's each and every one of us. Maybe not to the same magnitude or scale, but all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. As the Apostle Paul said, I am chief sinner. Every one of us on Ash Wednesday should confront the realities of our brokenness, of the ways that we We make promises and we don't keep them. The things we say and do that harm or cause injury to others or ourselves before God. Always seeking God's mercy and God's grace with a contrite and humble heart. But a broken heart, as we heard in the song, God will always hold. Never let go of, never forsake, never abandon. So let us be truthful on Ash Wednesday but may we move to the new life that God has promised. I want us to come to Lent in a different way this year. I want us to look for and reclaim what's right. I want us to retreasure the things of our life that are of ultimate importance. The people and things that have infinite value, worth more than money, prestige, power, or possessions. Maybe failing to value Failing to value is actually what lies behind the pain, the brokenness, the dysfunction and violence that too often fills our lives and fills the world. Maybe failing to value is the true sin with which we need to turn away from.
So answer for yourself this day, who or what are the treasures that hold your heart? What are the values, the hopes, the dreams with which you give your heart and are worth living for? What is of ultimate importance in your life? Maybe it's the practices that, you've, that, that have taken you deeper into this life of Christ. Maybe it's the values you hold for yourself, the values by which you recognize yourself And when you live those values, you know, you know you are living them from your truest and your best self. Our better angels, we often say. Maybe it's the qualities that brought wholeness and integrity to your life. Maybe it's the things that just keep you showing up day after day despite in the midst of your grief and your pain. If you just keep waking up and pressing forward, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Maybe it's what nourishes your life and strengthens your relationships. So what if we took this Lenten season as a time of revaluing? To revalue people and relationships, to revalue justice and compassion, to revalue love Forgiveness, hope, beauty, art, freedom. What if we were to reclaim those and a thousand other things as the treasures of our life that they really are so that we could actually live a fully integrated life of discipleship, knowing that the daily choices we make are either going to produce life or diminish it produce the life that we know we crave for ourselves and for others or diminish it. And now we can't do this all on our own. It's not that we can just create a perfect world or a perfect life because again, we are fallen and we are broken. But just because we're fallen and broken doesn't mean that we don't still make intentional choices with how we live. This is what discipleship looks like. And I know it's easy to forget those values, to lose them, to take them for granted or just set them aside. Life is so busy. There are so many distractions on top of our sorrows, our pain, our loss, our wounds, our fears. And all of those things can make us forgetful of what really matters and cause us to put those true values, that true treasure that Jesus talks about aside. So what if this Lenten season, our practice is to reclaim and retreasure that which God says is of ultimate importance and has the most value? What would it be like to reclaim those treasures in your life? How might that change your life and your relationships? And as disciples of Jesus, our values cannot exist apart from what God values and what God cares about in this world. Scripture tells us that God values that which neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves cannot break in and steal. 
Next week, this weekend, we'll hear the story of Jesus led out into the wilderness as we begin our Lenten journey. And we know that Jesus faced those temptations to devalue the things that God valued and to assign his worth into his own need for power or control. The devil tempted him with temptations of appetite, ambition, and approval led to a high mountain place. He could have all of the world if he just but worshiped Satan. And Jesus, facing those temptations, was reminded of the word of God and the values of his Father in heaven. And thanks be to God that our Jesus treasured and valued that which God treasures and values the most, human Life For Jesus did not come into the world to reign or rule over the world. He came to, to live and walk beside all of those people in the world. God Emmanuel, God with us, God next to us, God who knows our pain, who knows our tears, who knows the suffering because he experienced it himself. The God who nailed to a tree cried out, Father, forgive them. What if Jesus wasn't feeling very, very forgiving? What if what Jesus was doing in the moment of his crucifixion was remembering that which God valued? Everyone. Even the one who drove the nail through his hand. This is hard work. It's not an easy path, but it's one worth living and pursuing. This is the invitation this Lent. So this year, this season, may you remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. And as you come forward to receive these ashes, do not wallow in your despair. But remember instead that these ashes are a reminder that everything matters. Every breath, Every decision, every choice, every relationship matters. So may you choose love. May you choose peace. And while doing so, reclaim your heart. Reclaim your life. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.